0: This is WNSP now live from online to on air. The Sports Station presents your favorite WNSP now shows live on air. Here are Nick and Root with the double team. first time the double team podcast is now the double team live on WNSP myself Steven root glad to be joined by you Nick Wiggins we are excited to be on air for the first time I've um, been doing this podcast for a while but uh, hope to make this a regular occurrence on air for WNSP Nick how you doing man
1: Root, I'm doing awesome man it's good to hear your voice inside of my headphones
0: yeah, this is my home away from home, on air for WNSP. It feels right.
1: That's right, man. we got to get you back on that payroll.
0: Yeah, talk to somebody, please. <laughs> I'll, please. Put a, I'll put a word see in. See if they'll listen to you or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see, man. Uh, man, it's been man a, it's, what a time in the end.
1: In- it's, it's been a long time coming, man. We've been trying to get this show on the air for two years, right?
0: Well, all thanks to you for making it happen Uh, behind the scenes. You are the one that that drives the ship. I'll say that for sure. That's called fishing Uh, for a compliment. Yeah, you got it. (laughs) You deserve it. Um, This is cool. Glad to be able to do this Um, 10 days away from the NBA playoffs and and what a time in the league. It's 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 just been incredible. The the games that we've had recently and and last night. I mean, if you can't tell the playoffs are near Um, it's, it's right around the corner. Just look at what Boston and Philly did last night. Look at what Joel Embiid did last night. Um, finally, the Sixers do get a win against the Celtics. Um, but uh, that makes a 3-1 Boston for the regular season series. But if these teams were to play in the playoffs, I do not see it going 3-1. It would come down to the wire. Um, just your thoughts on the game last night and Joel Embiid.
1: And Man, I, I loved the game last night. I'm a big Embiid guy. Uh, and, and look, people, I know that the big knock on the NBA is that they don't play defense. Well, last night's game was 103-101, to and couldn't anyone hit a shot other than Joel Embiid, who finished with 52-13-6, and he shot 20 of 25 from the field. I, I think Joel Embiid may have one of the most elite mid-range shots in the game right now. There's no arch on it because he's over seven foot tall. He, he shoots it like a beer pong shot, but I swear it goes in every single time. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, you, you know how I felt about the Sixers picking up P.J. Tucker in this offseason. I'm a big P.J. Tucker guy. He's just a fat Marcus Smart that doesn't get as much love. And, man, <laughs> like seeing him hit those back-to-back Uh, back-breaking threes toward the end of the game I I just loved seeing that I loved seeing Philly uh, beat Boston like that and and I personally and and I've said this on our podcast that we've done before you know how I feel I, I think Philly is better than Boston in this moment right now
0: yeah you know the the momentum for both of these teams has kind of gone back and forth Boston was kind of struggling there for a bit but if you had to line them up, best of seven series, I think it goes seven, absolutely. Um, I can't say if one is absolutely better than the other one right now. Um, but Philly has done, done a great job of kind of putting themselves in the top three in the East. It's kind of been Milwaukee. It has been, not kind of, Milwaukee and Boston and then Philly. But not anymore, man. Not anymore. They are right there. Um, you know, Harden had a great game last night doing what he does. When Joel Embiid is getting half of your total points and winning the game pretty much for you, um, Harden was still able to cut out a nice piece of uh, piece of the game pie for himself last night too. You know he's been quiet but extremely solid this year. You're right about Tucker. You sign him for moments like this. Park him in the corner. You know he'll hit a big three for you when you need it. He did that last night. Um, I'm I'm all in on Embiid for MVP too. Um, that that's a definitely part of all of this and we will get to more of that um but he did everything he had to do last night you know boston out rebounded them they turned the ball over less but Joel Embiid was not gonna let them lose that game last night really incredible
1: no man i completely agree and and look talking about boston a little bit pretty much since the all-star break jason tatum has shot very inefficiently um I don't know. I'm, look, Jalen Brown didn't play last night, so we got to take that into account. And, look, I, I don't know if you guys have seen the interviews and the reports, but it seems like Jalen Brown's pretty miserable in Boston. Maybe not, you know, by his fa- uh, his teammates or coaches, but by the fans and just the city of Boston in general. Um, but I don't know, man. Like, I'm not sold on Boston's coach. I think they maybe gave him that extension a little early. I'm high on Philly, maybe too high on, on, on Philly. Uh, but, man, uh, like, when you have James Harden, one of the, the most elite guards when it comes to drawing fouls, and then you pair him up with Joel Embiid, probably the best player in the NBA right now when it comes to drawing fouls. Would you agree with that?
0: Yeah, I'll give that to you. We can. I mean,
1: how many free throws? He, he was 12-13 of from the line last night. Like, look for for everyone who's listening who doesn't really follow the NBA too heavily. Imagine if Shaquille O'Neal, maybe in those late LA years, once he was about to go to Miami, once he kind of lost a little of that athleticism. Imagine if he had the most elite mid-range jump shot ever. That is what Joel Embiid is playing like this year. Um, what 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 is Joel Embiid averaging this year? He's averaging thirty-three. 10 and four he's also a good passer so whenever they bring that double team over they'll run like that little pick and pop with harden and and line and beat up at the high post they'll pass it down to him immediately when they bring that double team over this used to be joel Embiid's biggest weakness but now he's become great at finding that wide open guy in the corner whether it be maxi or tucker or harris and that's why the sixers are the best three-point shooting team in the nba and I don't know, man. Watching that game last night. Now, look, do I think any, either of those teams could do anything with Milwaukee if Middleton's playing? Probably not. But last night, as a Phil, as an Embiid and Harden guy, I, I loved uh, seeing that and and seeing Embiid probably lock up that MVP.
0: Yeah, uh, this game might be more about the MVP race um, than. You know, I don't know if I can say that, but it kind of, it may be more about the MVP race and what Joel Embiid did um, to, for him to be able to win that game for them, for Philly, having more than half of their points while you get five points from Tyrese Maxey, five points from Tobias Harris come playoff time. That's, that's not going to fly. I mean, you're going to have to get more from those guys. Um, You know, Tucker is, is solid, but. But still, I mean, you, you got to have a more well-rounded effort from your other guys and not have to rely on Embiid getting 50 for you. But he can do it at any time. That's, that sure. doesn't seem to be an issue for him when he, when he needs to. I,
1: I would say he's, pro, he's up there as one of the top three most unguardable players in the NBA. He's either going to get that little step back, unathletic mid-range off over your head, or you're going to foul him and he's going to draw contact. But, look, after the game last night, Doc Rivers had some comments about Joel Embiid and the MVP race. Let's hear what he had to say.
0: Right was Joel Embiid. Um, And if the MVP race is over, I'm really – like tonight we had – we couldn't make shots. We had guys making shots, uh, would open shots. The man just scored half our points in the NBA game. Um, And I'm biased, but the MVP race is over.
1: Yeah, D- of course, Doc's a little biased, but look, I, I'm with Doc, man. The MVP race might be over because in comparison to Joel Embiid's amazing game against one of the best defenses and just best overall teams in the NBA, in comparison, Nikola Jokic plays against the Houston Rockets last night, the second worst team in the NBA. And Jokic, look, he's a triple-double machine, right? He almost had one last night. 14 points, 10 rebounds, 8 turnovers. And they gave up 124 points to the Houston Rockets. What Did did Embiid steal the MVP last night in, in your eyes from Jokic? Uh,
0: yeah, Vince Carter is over. It is absolutely over. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of voters that were just looking for that definitive reason not to give it to Jokic again. Here it is. And it happened for both sides in the same night. One incredible performance and one totally just uh, lame performance by Jokic last night. And you know, you can't come up short like that against the Rockets this late in the season when you're trying to be tuned up for the playoffs, um, this kind of just makes you think that they're not built for the playoff moment. And when you come in and stumble against the Rockets that poorly, it just doesn't look good. I don't buy into them being a true favorite to win the West, to be in the Western Conference Finals. I think they're just kind of regular season a regular season team that might be a, that might be playoff frauds. I might just have to believe that at this point but yeah it's totally over with now, now I've about, been on the Joel Embiid side for a while now I'm kind of glad it might be
1: now what about Giannis uh you know it's all it's everyone's been saying it's Jokic Embiid it's Jokic Embiid but I mean Giannis is the anchor of that Bucks team Joel Embiid has the benefit of playing with one of the best guards and the top assist getter in James Harden Giannis hasn't really had Chris Middleton all year. Yeah, he's got Drew Holiday, but I mean, Drew Holiday—he's—he's he's a defender. Yes, he had a game where he got fifty. He can get his shot off, but he's no James Harden. So, is it Embiid? Are we forgetting Giannis? Has Giannis jumped over Jokic? What are you thinking?
0: Well, I mean, if you listen to the Double Team podcast, we do not forget about Giannis. I mean, this is a three-way conversation. Um, of course, the best player on the best team—that's kind of been what I've. A thought that I've had, you know, in the past is, you know, Giannis is the best player in the league, in my opinion, on the best team, give him the MVP. But it just seems that enough momentum has gone Embiid's way, and to have a performance like like last night for Embiid, that I think that's enough to do it. A lot of people regret him not winning last year. Um, A lot of people think he should have won last year. Um, This isn't an award for this year and last year, but but still, I think a lot of people think he deserved one last year um, and to have a performance coming down the stretch. You know, people point to that game between Denver and Philly where where Embiid didn't play and that, that hurt him a little bit. But now you kind of let people forget about that with your performance last night. Um, and, and maybe it's just more about Jokic losing it at this point. You know yeah he's been he's been doing normal Jokic things and been solid but when it's the Rockets and you lay an egg like that maybe it's on you that you lost it
1: yeah man hey I, look I I'm a Jokic defender I think he's the best passer of all time but I think he just got passed up by Embiid in one night and I'm with you man I think him Embiid locked it up I wanted him on it
0: last year we're giving
1: it to him this year he's playing just as well if not even a little more efficient so
0: yeah yeah that's right it's over so we'll go on to the next segment this is the double team live on wnsp with nick wiggins and steven root y'all stick around The Double Team is back live on WNSP with Nick Wiggins. I'm Steven Root. Tonight in the Western Conference doesn't get bigger than this game we've got between the Lakers and the Clippers. They're they're right there, man. And all eyes are on whether or not LeBron and Anthony Davis will play. But, hey, Nick Wiggins, what do you think about this game? Do you think they play? Man,
1: I sure hope so. Um, So Sham Sharania He came out, he had a little report on the update, so basically why they may or may not play. Last night, the Lakers went into an overtime thrilling game against the Utah Jazz, who are still fighting to try to get into the play-in, but they went to overtime, they made a little 10-point comeback, the Lakers, they halted that, they ended up closing it out and winning, but let's uh, hear what Shams had to say about the game tonight.
2: LeBron and AD are going to be game-time decisions tonight. It's expected that they're going to warm up, try to see if they can play, I'm told. And, and, of course, there's got to be some level of optimism. The fact that they're listed questionable, going into a back-to-back. Anthony Davis has not played back-to-back in weeks. And this is the last back-to-back for the Lakers in the regular season. All these games are big. Both the Lakers' Clippers are entering tonight 41-38. Uh, and 38. They both have a chance to get even, even further clinched into the playoffs outright, and that's what the Lakers are going for. They're not going for just a play-in anymore, and that's the position that they found themselves They're seven and one in their last eight games. LeBron's looking healthy, AD's looking healthy. D'Angelo Russell, Mo Bamba also listed probable tonight. The hope is that both of them can play as well, and last night they had to get into overtime to to beat Utah, that's for sure not what they expected. They should have won the game in regulation. But look at Austin Reeves, 21 points. Seven yeah. Assists, so uh. Over the last eight games. So
1: yeah, man, their game time decision. I hope they can play. It's the. Uh, I mean, look, whatever team wins is now the sixth seed. So they don't have to play in the play-in, and they're playing the Sacramento Kings in round one, which is a pretty favorable matchup for either the Clippers or the Lakers. The Lakers, who have been on fire lately, even without LeBron for a lot of these games. Austin Reeves has come into his own as... I think he's better than uh, the Caruso hype in L.A. ever was. He is a better basketball player than Alex Caruso. Uh, he, he may be LeBron's favorite uh, white teammate. I don't know, though. Um, but <laughs> maybe, maybe Zydrunas Ilgowskis. I'm not sure. He might still be up there. Oh, man. The Birdman. But anyway. Oh, yeah. But look, man. It's the Westbrook revenge game. There's no Paul George tonight. He's been hurt, but he's going to be back for the playoffs. Ah. I don't know how it's going to go. They're coming off a of back-to-back. They've been red hot. You know there's going to be some animosity there with uh, Russ. The Lakers haven't beat the Clippers in 10 straight games, Root. They haven't beat them in sin- since the COVID year. So wh- how do you think that this is going to pan out tonight, man?
0: Well, look, we heard in that clip um, how long it's been since, the, since Anthony Davis has played in a back-to-back Well, all right. You've been able to sit out all of those games for a moment like this. I mean, this is what you're trying to get yourself, your body ready for is this exact moment when your playoff life is on the line and they have been surging at the right time, but uh, you've missed enough games between Davis and LeBron. Y'all missed uh, enough games to where it's time to show us what you got. And yeah, I know that you played a lot of minutes last night. Um, and you know the jazz are a a scrappy team so yeah you'd like the lakers to maybe not have to be in that close of a game with them but not not all that surprising but with all the time you both have missed you're healthy now let's see it you've got to be on the court for this game you want the ability to play the kings that is exactly who you'd want to play if you're either of these teams um lakers clippers had the exact same record and this is this is prime time man this is what it's all about is a game just like this so they, they better be on the court tonight.
1: Uh, I'm with you, man. Like, if they're not playing on – this is their biggest game of the year right here. A lot of people weren't even thinking they were going to make the playoffs. Now here you are not even trying to make the play in, getting that locked in spot. I mean, come on. Like you said, LeBron and AD, they've been taking breaks all year. We're in the last three games of the season. It's <laughs> it's time to lock in. It's time to play for real. And, and you know you, – you can't let Russell Westbrook get the one up on you because you'll never hear the end of it. Uh, so yeah, you have to beat him. But, I mean, looking at uh, the Clippers, man, you got Kawhi. I- I've said before that I think they're the, maybe not the deepest team in the league because you have Boston, but they're definitely up there bringing in Eric Gordon. You've got Norman Powell. Now they've got two solid bigs with Plumlee out there now. Um, him and Zubak pretty much are just flip-flopping. <sighs> I I... I really don't know how this game's going to go, man. I don't have what the line is with me uh, right now, but I, it's, I feel like it's pretty much a coin Clippers put. by three. Clippers by three. That's tough, man. And, then, and so there's, they both have three games left in their schedule. They both still have to play Phoenix. Phoenix, they're really not playing to move up or anything. They're pretty much locked in their spot. But, I mean, they're going to keep rolling out all their guys just to get KD, you know, feeling comfortable with everybody. So they're both going to end up playing Phoenix, and then the Clippers have to play, I believe, Portland, and then the Lakers have one more game with Utah. So those are two pretty similar. Well, not really because Portland is tanking hard, as hard as they can, even though they did just beat Minnesota somehow. I don't know, man. Look, if you have to predict now, if you had to make a choice, who do you have as that sixth seed at season's end?
0: Well, I, I'm going to say the Lakers. I think they've just found a way to get momentum on their side. They've been able to kind of come together. Um, the fit of of Davis, LeBron, and Russell, I love and those Reeves. players together. I, well, yeah, for 28 sure. Let's, let's points not forget. Last night. But, uh, yeah, but when you go out and then shake up your team like they did and just change the look of it, um, was kind of centered around the Russell trade and, Reid's has been incredible i mean they're not where they are without him just being on fire incredible that that he's been but um i'm just gonna say they've got more momentum right now and lebron giving you 37 last night that is that is kind of i mean davis has been doing this putting up the big numbers like that but for lebron to come out still be able to put up 37 there's no doubt that he's still capable of doing that um this game I, having to pick it is is highly difficult um, you know, I, I, think that obviously if you want to pick it with all the players on the court and available, but I, I still think the Lakers are the ones that are going to be happy to play, play the Kings.
1: Yeah, man. I, it, it's going to be interesting. I'm excited to see how this season wraps up. The games are going to be so intense, uh, looking around the rest of the league at some of these potential playoff and play in scenarios. The Nets and the Heat, they are uh, the Heat are one game back from the Nets. They're trying to see who's going to have to play in the play-in and who's going to be guaranteed to play Philly. I don't know if you'd want to have – well, I guess it'd either be Boston, <laughs> the Bucks, or Philly. So you definitely would rather be a play-in team in the West this year than the East. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks, they're pretty much locked in at eight. I think there's like a less than a 1% chance that they could jump up to six. Uh, The Chicago Bulls, they've been on a tear pretty much since getting Patrick Beverly out there. They've locked up that 10 spot. And then over there in the West, that's, I feel like, where all the storylines are interesting. The Jazz still have a chance to get in there. Right now, OKC's there at 10. And right there at 11, man, and they're considering locking everyone down and punting the rest of the year, is the Dallas Mavericks with Luka and Kyrie what do you think's happening there man does dallas force it in or uh. do they just let it go because that's another thing if if dallas doesn't get a top 10 or yeah if dallas if dallas's pick doesn't fall in the top 10 new york gets it from that porzingis trade and they really don't have any other picks so i can see maybe why they would go ahead and just say you know what let's just hope we get a good pick w- what are you thinking there with dallas man
0: Uh, Well, if you listen to the previous episode of the double team was a lot about Dallas being the most disappointing team in the league this year, that they are 100%. Um, You know, look, when it's the Oklahoma City Thunder who's right above you, that's who you're hoping you're a little better than. I mean, you really would have to think that the Mavericks Mavericks are better than the Thunder, but they have not played like it. Um, So... I just feel like that it's over for Dallas. I think they go into the offseason, tail between their legs, get rid of Jason Kidd, and then what? Does Kyrie walk on you? I mean, it's just a total mess they've put themselves in. Um, but I'm I'm out totally on Dallas. They have been highly, highly disappointing. And Luca's putting out negative comments. There's you know more comments about about jalen brunson and and the wish that he was still around maybe right right. so i'm out i mean give it to a team like the thunder they play hard they're super young so let them have a shot at somebody
1: yeah man well you know root man this has been fun man I, i i love talking to you about hoops me and you we both love the nba it's our favorite sport And look, guys, the games, they're getting good. This is what we want. Look, you can say that the first 75 games were all bullcrap and they were just basically playing like a rec league. (laughs) But, man, now we are getting into it. And look, if you want to hear some more in-depth and longer-formed and unfiltered uh, versions of some NBA talk then you can check out the double team podcast we drop that every thursday new episode will come out tomorrow that's on wnsp now wherever you get your podcasts and look root the next time we'll be talking live on air in three weeks we're gonna be in the middle the thick of the playoffs man i'm so excited
0: yeah, good job by you for getting us on air back back in Mobile on WNSP. I'm excited to be able to do this with you. Um, fear not. We're going to do another episode podcast only tomorrow. Be sure to check that out. Been a pleasure being back. A lot going on. It is playoff time, and uh, we'll be back in a few weeks. Back here on WNSP. For Nick Wiggins, I'm Steven Root. See ya.